everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and bugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hey there, Rasa. Hello there, Dad. How are you doing? I'm doing amazing. Excellent. Are you ready to know everything? Yes, I am. Let's do it. Today, I want to teach you a French cooking term that is the secret sauce for success in the kitchen and far beyond. Whoa, tell me more. Mise en place. Put in place. The idea is that the time before you start cooking is actually what's most important. First, clean and set up the space you're working in. Then gather your tools and ingredients. Third, organize everything you need just the way you need it. Measuring out four cups of flour, for example, or dicing three carrots, or bringing your butter to room temperature, or whisking your eggs. Mise en place, put in place, put all the ingredients in their own bowl, plate, or position so you can add exactly what you want at just the time you want it. Be your own magic fairy. <sighs> at this point, cooking itself is practically effortless. And cleanup is easy too, since again, you tidied before you really dirtied. Ta-da! Oh, wow. Next time you cook, try mise en place. Put in place. It will change your kitchen life, but you can also use the same strategy almost anywhere. Really? How? Before I write something, for example, I use mise en place to clean my desk, arrange the books and articles I'll refer to, and put my pencil and paper or keyboard and computer just where I want them. No, you don't. Your desk is always a mess. It's always a mess when you see it at the end of the day, but at the beginning of the day, I take the five to ten minutes I need to mise en place, <laughs> put in place. Where matters are life and death, it's even more important. Hospitals use mise en place to set up for emergencies or surgeries, so wow. they're not just reacting when people come in, they're ready. I hadn't thought of that. One of the places where you see mise en place in action most is one you're actually most familiar with. School. Next time <laughs> you go to school, which I know doesn't happen that often these days, check out your classroom setup. Is there a special spot for scratch paper? Yeah. Is there another special spot to go get the dictionary? Well, yeah. Is there a place where you turn in your homework? Yeah, there's a bin. Is there a specific folder that they give you with a specific pocket 
where you're supposed to put new assignments that you haven't completed yet. Yeah. There's a pocket that says return to school and a pocket that says leave at home. Mise en place. Even within the folder, even within the place, there are specific places to put in even more place from there. And that school setup lets one amazing person, your teacher, organize 20 to 30 kids at the same time without everyone losing their mind. Yeah. So if mise en place can do that, imagine what it can do in the kitchen. Imagine what it can do in your workplace. Imagine what it can do everywhere else. Oh, yeah. Make the commitment. Try mise en place yourself. The results of the work you do will be much better. The process itself will be much calmer. And it will even save time overall because the investment in organization up front makes everything else easier along the way. Wow, I can already see how this is going to be so helpful. The only trick to this method is saying it. Mise en place. Mise en place. Put in place. Put in place. Mise en place. Well, this sounds like a great strategy. I'm going to go and organize my desk. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. Well, good news. Everything is going to be all right. Is the name of the poem. It's by Derek Mann. Everything is going to be all right. How should I not be glad to contemplate? The clouds clearing beyond the dormer window. And a high tide reflected on the ceiling. There will be dying, there will be dying. But there is no need to go into that. The poems flow from the hand unbidden, and the hidden source is the watchful heart. The sun rises in spite of everything, and the far cities are beautiful and bright. I lie here in a riot of sunlight, watching the day break and the clouds flying. Everything is going to be all right. I see a smile on your face. Would you like to read the poem? Yes, please. Everything's Going to Be All Right by Derek Mann. How should I not be glad to contemplate the clouds clearing beyond the dormer window and a high tide reflected on the ceiling? There will be dying, there will be dying, but there's no need to go into that. The poems flow from the hand unbidden. And the hidden source is the watchful heart. The sun rises in spite of everything. And the far cities are beautiful and bright. I lie here in a riot of sunlight, watching the daybreak and the clouds flying. Everything is going to be all right. I'm encouraged. I thought I was in a good mood when I saw that title. Yeah. But you made it even better. Thank you so much. I needed you that. You too. Do you ever sit on one of those windows that pop out from the wall and feel the sunlight? Sure I do. At camp, they have windows like that. And there's a little shelf and you can just sit there with your legs dangling out the window. Is there anyone in our house that sits in the sunlight all day? Oh, you betcha. Our two kittens love patches of sun. And when you're in that sunlight, does the world seem a different place? No, it 
It just seems a better one. <laughs> I like that idea. It's not different. It's there all the time. We just weren't necessarily getting that heat in our heart. Yeah. The poems flow from the hand unbidden. Now, bid is to bid on an item at an auction to try to buy it. But bid also just means to want something to happen. Unbidden means... It hasn't been wanted. It just happens anyway. It's not that you don't want it. It just means that it comes so naturally. You don't even need to ask for it. And the sun does that for us every day, doesn't it? <laughs> sure does. It says, the hidden source is what? Is the watchful heart. What does that mean to you? It means to me that maybe there's like sunlight hidden in your heart. Sometimes you can just see it and it'll just spill out. I think sometimes when we're in a bad mood, I'm seeing things just through my mind and what I want. But if I look at things through my heart, which is more how I feel, and it's not as want-based, it's more what's already happening, then it's often a more positive feeling. Yeah. It's like the good world that you said was already there, whether we knew it or not. Mm, exactly. What do you think about this strategy for spending your days or at least improving your mood? I think it'd be pretty good. I don't know about you, but I think I'm part cat. I love to lie in the sun patches and listen to Harry Potter. And when you do, what is your heart telling you? Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's gonna be all right. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for moi? Yes, I do. My vexing question is, why does wire stay in these shapes? If you think about it, wire's used a lot because it will stay. It's in pipe cleaners, it's in baskets, it's in a billion things. But why does it stay bent? Why, when you move it in a certain shape, it stays like that? And then you can move it into a different one. How is something both flexible and rigid at the same time? Yeah. Wow. I feel like this is so simple that it's going to be really complex. I'm going <laughs> to open my chemistry books, do some other deep dives, and get back to you soon. I'm back, and I've got the answer to your vexing question. Pipe cleaners are made by twisting together two strands of wire around short lengths of fiber or yarn. The wires themselves are made out of metals that are soft enough at room temperature to bend without being heated. Those are called malleable metals because malleus is the Latin word for hammer. Malleable means hammerable. You can beat it or bend it without the metal breaking or cracking. That's because these metals have a particular molecular structure where applying force to it shifts the atoms into new position without breaking their bonds. Think of those toy cubes made out of teeny magnet balls you can rearrange a million ways, and you get the idea. Iron, zinc, lead, tin, copper, and aluminum are all malleable metals. But so are silver, and most malleable of all, gold, which can be stretched without breaking to a sheet 400 times thinner than a human hair. Ah. That is a very skinny and very expensive pipe cleaner. Imagine it. 
pipe cleaners fit for royalty. You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.